0: welcome to the happy tans podcast where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business we will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business and here's your host grant conscious
1: what is up happy tanners thank you so much for joining us on episode 71 of the happy Tans podcast On today's episode, we have our second repeat guest, Stephanie, from Spray Tans by Stephanie in the beautiful Washington, D.C. area. Yes, she relocated since our last interview from Hawaii all the way to D.C., about 5,000 miles. And in this episode, she shares a lot of information about how that transition was successful, the steps she took in order to prepare for that move, because we all know that people move all the time. I get questions all the time about relocating because you essentially have to start over but Stephanie lays out some great steps to make sure that you set yourself up for success when and if you have to move to a new location and relocate your business she shares a little bit of information about what she did with her previous business before she moved what she did to prepare for moving to the new location what she did once she got there as well as some other great tips and insights on ways to grow your business including reaching out to local photographers and a bunch of other great details Stephanie is always a pleasure to speak to. She is so genuine, so nice, truly one of the best people in the industry. For sure. I always love and enjoy talking to her, hearing her story. She is a great educator, uh, teaches a lot of contouring and some other spray tan trainings as well. Uh, But check out this episode. I think you'll learn a lot. Grab a pen and a piece of paper or a pencil or write it in your phone. I don't care what you do, unless you're driving or working out. Please don't do that. But take some notes. This is a great episode. Stephanie, thank you so much on behalf of myself and the entire Happy Tans community for joining us on this episode. We're super excited to release this second episode. I did have a little uh, technical snafu there and we had to record it twice. Sorry about that, Stephanie. But we had a good dress rehearsal, I guess. So thanks so much, Stephanie. As always, the Happy Tans podcast is sponsored by the one and the only and the best website builder for spray tan artists. HappyTans.com forward slash website. You can check it out. It's easy to use, drag and drop, SEO ready. That means search engine optimization. That means your clients or potential clients will find you when they search for you on Google. We take care of all the tech headache. All you have to do is go in there, change out a few things or even better. You can pay us to set it up for you completely hands off, save your time, invest that elsewhere uh, for the cost of a couple spray tans, You can have your website up and running for the cost of less than a spray tan a month. We help maintain and do all the support and everything you need there. People like Stephanie, the guest today, use our website services and are extremely happy with that. Again, check it out, happytans.com forward slash website. Enter the coupon code podcast to get your first month for a dollar. Yes, first month for a dollar. For now, I'm not sure how long this coupon will last, so whenever you're listening, go check it out, type it in. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me, grant at happytans.com. I am more than happy to help, no pun intended. Thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the episode and have a wonderful day. Happy tanning. Hello and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Stephanie from Stay Spray Tans by Stephanie from Arlington, Virginia. How are you doing today, Stephanie?
0: I'm doing great. How are you, Grant?
1: Good, good. That intro went about like so far how this recording is going, right? <laughs>
0: Pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty accurate. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah, Stephanie, just we just had a 25 minute unrecorded conversation. That was a great (laughs) podcast. For those of you that missed it, aka everybody, I'm sorry you did. (laughs) 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 We're gonna do it even better though. So that's that's that. Anyway, I was I was wanted to have you back second time on. Uh, You know, you're the only person other than Jen Alvarado has been on here twice, but a lot has changed in the past two, two and a half years since you were on from Hawaii to Virginia and a lot more. uh, I think a lot more people know you now, but for those that don't, those that are living under a rock, perhaps, let's let's give give you a minute to introduce yourself. Tell us a little little bit about you, your business and anything else you want to share.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Um, But thank you so much for having me on a second time. I am so excited to be on and hopefully... I can do a little bit better this time. I feel like I was so nervous last time. but I have so much more. I mean, my business has grown so much since then. So I feel like I have way more to offer. But yeah, yeah, my name is Stephanie. I'm the owner of Spray Tans by Stephanie in Arlington, Virginia, which is literally minutes from Washington, D.C. So basically Washington, D.C. But my studio is just across the bridge in Arlington, Virginia. And I've been in the spray tan industry for 10 years now. I actually can't even believe it. I started in college and I would tan, you know, my sorority sisters um, had no idea what I was doing, but I thought I did. (laughs) And then I just kind of grew my uh, business, got way better with my technique, learned so much more about the industry solutions, the science behind it. Um, And I, my husband is active duty military. So we then moved to California, did a little bit of my business there, then moved to Hawaii um, where my business actually saw the most growth until now. And I was able to quit my full-time teaching job and uh, spray tan full-time. So I'm so excited um, to be on and hopefully help some um, new artists and, 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 you know, seasoned artists out with yeah. a little bit of advice.
1: Yeah, you definitely can. I think one of the things we definitely want to touch on is the the moving thing, because a lot of people may go through that, whether it's military or otherwise, because people are moving around a lot. But uh, yeah, I think a lot has changed in your business uh, f- for you. Obviously, going full time is a big transition. I think that's a hard, hard thing for a lot of people to make the jump from whatever their full-time employment is and having something as a side hustle to then forfeiting their career, whatever it may be for, you know, spray tanning, which if you tell a lot of people, they'd be like, what is that? I don't even know what that is still, (laughs) Uh, but it, but it's, it's necessary. And I think it made a huge difference for you if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes, no, definitely. Yeah. Made a huge difference. I'm able to focus full-time on my business and, Mm -hmm. you know, I was already working like 70 hours a week when I was doing both, but I still feel like I'm still working like 70 hours a week. So, but now I can just focus on one thing. And before I was literally responding to emails on my bathroom break, you know, every second I could get. So yeah, it's definitely, um, been a huge change, but it's been worth it, definitely.
1: Yeah. yeah, I remember we recorded the first one on your lunch break. So, yes, was, we right, did in the car. I, I think
0: <laughs> I was in Hawaii, I was teaching, and I was like, Well, I have the 30 minute break, I can definitely record then.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And as we said, obviously, Chrissy found your Instagram and was said that you're an amazing artist. So, we we're like, Let's have her on. And it was cool to have a military a spouse, you know, have a military wife on and get to show your side of everything that was going on and everything you did there. So that's, that's a lot to it. And, and, you know, I think it's an interesting transition for people to go, like we were saying from the full-time to, to switching off that and doing spray tanning full-time instead and giving up their career and whatever it is. And, and what do you think it was that held you back from that? Was it your love for your job? was it the people you worked with. Was it like a fear of failure for your business? What, what was holding you back from the transition?
0: Yeah, I think it was a little bit of all three. I worked in such a specialized school environment that my school um, really needed me. And I was so attached to them and very attached to the kids. Every time, you know, the military moves us, I, I have a really hard time leaving the school. I always cry not to say mm-hmm. bye to the kids. And so, yeah, I think it was a little bit of all three. And finally, I was just working so many hours. I and the military forces to move, you know, out of Hawaii anyway. So it's kind of a good point for me to, you know, build my business here. I did teach for a little bit here in uh, Northern Virginia, but um, only for about half the year. And then I left my job and now I can focus on tanning full time.
1: Yeah. You got a lot going on there. Big, big city, a lot of clientele already. You also have the training, which we haven't talked about, but we can talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's a good situation for you. So For anybody that is interested in or is in the situation where they have to move and relocate their business, right? Like any like any physical location business, whether you're a dentist or whatever it is, right? You have to start over if you move. You said you had some good pointers for people. So I'm interested in talking about like the transition period before you move as far as who takes over your clients, or do you just leave them high and dry? And then we'll talk about once you got to Virginia and what that looked like. So for the before moving, you obviously had a list of clients from years of working or how how long do you live in Hawaii? Was it only two years, three years?
0: I was there almost four. Okay, almost four. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you probably had hundreds, if not thousands of clients that at least came through your doors, whether it was one time or not, but you still had a list, right? So how did that all work out for you to, to yeah. make sure your clients were taken care of? Because I'm sure you didn't leave them high and dry.
0: Yeah. I actually um, passed my clients over to uh, one of my clients, but, but she became a friend. Um, she would actually spray tan me and help me out a little bit, and she had expressed interest in wanting to take over when we left. And so I trained her, you know, a, a lot for several months yeah. and taught her. And um, she actually just lived a couple streets over for me, so it was perfect. And I I catered mostly to military there because we did live on the military base, so. It, she fit the niche. She lived on base. She had base access, which is very important. And so, yeah, I passed them over to her. So, um, we basically just did a flat, you know, flat rate fee. I included tons of equipment cause I did not want to ship it over an ocean yeah. and training and my clients and yeah, it worked out really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 5,000 miles a hike for those machines is quite a bit. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. you're
0: seriously. No, yeah. it's no joke. And I, I ended up still shipping most of it, and it was it, it cost a pretty penny. So. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it did. I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, what is the uh, what? What percentage of the clients do you know in Hawaii were military? Was it like 95 percent, or was it sh- smaller than that? More,
0: yeah, at least 90 to 95 percent. Wow. I did have a lot of locals, which was really a really big deal. But because my studio was on a military base, and I, came, you know, I'm mainly marketed to military. And, you know, uh, plus was I had base access so I could drive on to any military base and tan girls there go to this space whereas a regular person a regular artist wouldn't have been able to do that so
1: yeah very cool very cool well that that definitely works out for you and, and obviously you had to you basically had to pass it on to somebody else that had the same access or what
0: exactly exactly
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah so that works uh, that's interesting the, the flat rate for the, the the client list i guess i've heard i've had a few people approach me ask questions about that so it's 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 something I think that a lot of people don't talk about, but if you have a business and you're selling or give some people give the list away, but that's a lot of work you've put into that. So it's good yeah. that you're able to come to a, a something that you both could agree on. And, and it, it's a win, win for, for every win, 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 I guess, clients and, and you and the other artists as well.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah. So then the transition to moving, what did that look like for, uh, for starting immediately? Um, how, how did that work for you? Like, I mean, you just flip the switch and people start coming in your door. How did that work?
0: (laughs) Honestly, it kind of happened that way, which was a little creepy, but I (laughs) am, I first changed my um, location on Yelp and Google and doing that honestly alone got me a lot of clients. Google did give me a really hard time changing my address. So it did take a few months for me to be seen on Google here, but The day I changed my Yelp location, which I actually thought they would give me the hardest time about changing my address, I had people messaging me, hey, can you fit me in for a mobile tan in D.C.? And I'm like, oh, I literally live on an island, but I'll be there in a month if you want me to (laughs) tan you then. So that worked out. And then I reached out to other beauty businesses like, um, hair, makeup, estheticians. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's groups for like women owned businesses. And I think I probably posted in a few of those in my area that was huge, uh, for me and just offering them a free or discounted tan to come yeah. try yeah. out, try it out, see how they like it and post about it on their Instagram. And, um, I always tell my trainees too. it only costs you like five or six dollars around there to do a tan for free. Mm-hmm. And in return, you can get so many clients um, if, if if you're working with the right people, you know, to post about you and to tell others about you. It definitely you can get a lot of return on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, we, we talked about this in the unheard, unrecorded version <laughs> as well. The, the whole, like, coming at it from a point of view where you're d- actually doing something for the other person because they're inherently, everybody's inherently a little bit selfish. They want to know what's in it for them. So you have to make sure you're going to benefit them. So I'm sure, on um, you know, to reciprocate that, you need to also be sending them referrals too, you know, Definitely. for that to be active, um, which is a hard, you know, hard balance. In my consulting business, I get people that send me people all the time, but I don't have anybody that I can send back to them, which is a little bit different, but it can, it can be challenging. Cause you're like, are these people going to think that I don't care about them? I just don't have anybody to send them. So.
0: Right. So it's I, a challenging I, totally, thing. Yeah. I, I totally. Yeah. I understand <laughs> that too. Cause I work with so many hairstylists and it's like, they all do hair and I'm the only tanner. And so it's like, well, I really care about you guys so much, but you know, Uh, there's so many hair, you know, who do I, I don't want to send them to one person when this person, you know, comes to tan with me too. So I normally will give them a little bit of a discount too, even when they're actively sending me people. I had a girl in my salon, send me four girls for a photo shoot. And I was like, Oh, your next tans on me, even though I I had already tanned her for free. Initially, I was like, you just sent me four people. That's amazing. Your tans on me just to give back. Since I can't necessarily maybe send a lot of people her way, um, because a lot of people already have hairstylists and you know stuff like that. So
1: right, right, right. Yeah, Yeah, I'm assuming you'd say, hey, you know, you need a hairstylist. Here's two or three of them. Right.
0: Totally. Somebody that's the best
1: at color or the best at I don't know curly hair, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of them have their specialty: balayage, cutting, color, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And you also said you know lash lash artists um, as well, which is important. Um, any kind of right, any kind of beauty business will overlap to some extent. There.
0: Oh yeah, huge, huge. Collaborating with other businesses is huge for me, and I love doing it. I love meeting people, and word of mouth is works so well way way better than some people probably think but yeah that and working with photographers has also been huge here wedding photographers has been huge for me whereas in hawaii i was working more with like photographers and like the model industry here it's a lot of more a lot more wedding and that has been great having a solid relationship with photographers works really well
1: too wow I would assume that there would have been a lot of weddings in or I guess military base maybe not where you are I'm not sure okay yeah that makes sense and with the photographer's I, I know we talked about this too, and this is, a, again, on the unrecorded version that Grant screwed up.
0: The photographers <laughs> Way to go, Grant. Way yeah, I know. pat on the back,
1: pat on the back, Monday. Um, yeah, no, but I thought that was a good point. I wanted to bring that back up too. The photographers is huge getting in with them. You, you can expand on that a little bit. And then also the, the fact that, and you talked about this in the last episode, and we talked about this on the unrecorded version was. Uh, the actual photography that you can use, right? Because if you look at your Instagram and all that's, it's authentic. That's why Chrissy actually found you. She's like, look, this is her work. She does great work. And you don't find that a lot. It's hard to get people that have the pictures or maybe maybe they haven't found the key to that. So whatever you can yeah. share with people about that specifically, that would be great.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely um, think my work and my photos set me apart. And that's because every single picture I post as a real person. And I notice a lot of people actually don't do that. And maybe they don't have access to photos or they don't know how to get them. But the biggest thing and, and you know, people reach out. I get this question more than any other question. How do you get these photos? Are you a photographer? What <laughs> I even had people say, what camera do you use to take these pictures. I'm like, I literally own an iPhone. I I don't even know how to work a nice camera. What (laughs) I do is I have a very close relationship with photographers and um, I have, you know, what I mentioned to you before is that it's so important to have a relationship with the photographer first, because you, your bride may send you this photo, amazing photo, But if you post it without the photographer's permission, the photographer technically owns the rights to that photo. So it can become an issue. And the, you know, I've had artists say, oh, I posted a photo three months ago. And this photographer said, I never gave you permission. And now they have to go delete it. it ruins their whole feed. And that's just a whole nother mess. But So when you have a solid relationship with that person or you reach out to them and say, hey, great work. You photographed my tan beautifully. Do you mind if I share it? I would, I'll, you know, of course I'll tag you. And I normally add that I'll tag them in the caption. And that's, if I don't know the photographer personally in Hawaii, I knew a lot of awesome photographers Mm -hmm. here. I maybe haven't met them, but I know them through Instagram, which totally counts these days. I felt like anyway, but um, (laughs) I'll just reach out to them and I'll say, I would love to share that photo. Um, Do you mind if I share that? I will, of course, tag you and, you know, normally I'll compliment them like, hey, you photographed my tan beautifully because I'm sure you've seen in the forum. Sometimes tans get a little botched when the photo is edited. So when it's a nice photo, of course, I want to use it and just have to make sure you get permission to do that.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, the whole ask don't, uh, or ask for forgiveness later thing works, but with photographers, they're extremely, you know, extremely uh, uh, sticky about that subject. So they might, you know, they might threaten you. I don't know if they actually do anything, but it's, it's better to ask that first. I feel like if you don't, then you pretty much set yourself up for a take that so, down now thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's actually happened to me, which is why I tell people I've had a photographer, in Hawaii, who I um, worked with the models on, but I did not necessarily have permission from the photographer. And I kind of thought I did, because i had worked with her in the past, but not for this specific shoot. And so she came back later and said, Hey, you're posting these photos, I never gave you permission. And, and I had worked with her before. So I think it to me, I kind of was like, Oh, okay, you know, she doesn't mind, but I actually did not ask. And so it was my fault. And she ended up trying to come at me with a bill like here yeah if you yeah. want to pay me a hundred dollars for this photo you can keep it up so yeah. it like, so yeah, yeah that's you, you learn a lot from stuff like that
1: yeah that stuff ha- it happened to me in the web design industry getty i think it was getty images they're notorious for that i think they have bots or something that crawl the web and really? I, I had like a hidden page on a website i had just mocked up and took the picture it has the getty image thing in it and the bots will find it and send you this Basically, like you owe it's almost like a thousand bucks and they they have this thing like templated out. If you Google it, like everybody that has these images gets it. Same thing. It's like, yeah, they they're they want to make their money on those pictures. So for sure. Be careful oh. if you get images on Google oh. and they say Getty. Do not put them on your website. Wow. You get- <laughs> yeah. that,
0: I've never heard of that. And I literally I learned a lot from the experience with that girl who was not very nice. Um, and so I tell people now, make sure you have permission from that photographer. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to yeah. back to bite you.
1: For sure. So, so yeah. Okay. That's, I think the photography thing is huge. That's a great piece of advice. I haven't heard that on this, that uh, the show before this is episode 71, I believe. So that's great yeah. to hear. Uh, I think a lot of people are missing that. So you just reach out after the fact. So if you know, they're going to take the picture and once you have these established relationships, they just keep growing. Right. So that's,
0: yeah, they keep growing. And I actually kind of too, I I did, I listened to the past probably five episodes, you know, the past month or so I was like, this is actually a great tip. No one has mentioned and it has helped my business, the photographer things. That's why I kind of threw that in there because it's so important, but I, um, yeah, I, Honestly, if it's a great photo and I don't know the photographer, I will reach out to them. Um, However, in Hawaii, which I've I've done a little bit here, obviously COVID kind of messed with it, but I would work for brands that would take photos of their outfits, their bikinis, their clothing. And then I had access to those photos as well because I was Mm. a part of the shoot. So that was huge for me because... I already had access to the photos. I was a part of the glam team or whatever it was. (laughs) And that was huge for me working with bikini companies, swimwear, Um, huge. I worked with so many swimwear companies in Hawaii that really, really got me a lot of great content for, for my Instagram and my website.
1: Yeah. So you reached, you found these companies. How did you go about that? Whatever you want to share, obviously.
0: Yeah, I think honestly, I don't, the first one I probably... I had, I don't even know if I reached out to them or they reached out to me or we connected through mutual friends. But after, you know, one company saw, oh my gosh, those tans look great. My bikinis are selling great in that, you know, (laughs) then more and more companies contacted me and I kind of was like known on the Island, like, oh, her tans are Brown. And, and to be honest, a swim, you know, a swimwear outfit, a bikini sells better on a girl with tan skin versus yeah. not tan skin so yeah of they just course. reached out to me the first the first um business i i probably reached out to them i'm sure but after that it was just kind of a ripple effect
1: yeah i could see if you had friends yeah i mean being on the military base was probably uh, some younger people you were working with so they probably picked up for the modeling stuff so that works
0: definitely out yeah, definitely
1: that helps that's cool good good advice i love the photography piece it, it's so true and this is there's still so many people right and they're you know I see it at the happy tens. I guess we have people just starting out and I'm like sure you stock photography until you can get pictures right and then people just keep probably putting that off or they won't pay for that one photo shoot you know give give 10 tans away for free hire a photographer an amateur one it doesn't matter 200 bucks yeah. whatever it is get some photos you can use those for a long time on your instagram on your website everywhere right so everywhere
0: it's, it's yeah worth it it's so yeah. worth it set up a photo shoot yeah set- Get a photographer, get a, a boutique involved and do your own photo shoot. It makes yeah. a difference.
1: Yeah, it really does. And then those people you get for free that are models, guess what? They're going to come back. They're going to love the tan. They're going to see the pictures. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, their boyfriend, husband, whatever significant others can be like, yeah, you need to do that again. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, There's so much that happens from it. That's so true. Um, that's, a, that's a good piece of advice. Hopefully people take that to heart and really take it, take that and run with it on their own. Um, yeah. that's a great thing to do. So once you got to DC, obviously completely different atmosphere anyway. I'm assuming you know, you go from um, oh my like the chillest place in the world in Hawaii to you know, I'm not gonna say it's the most uptight, but it's probably pretty uptight.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it is literally completely different. I was tanning models, lots of military, lots of swimwear models here. I literally Tan secret service, people who work at the White House, people who are very into Democratic and Republican parties. And so it is so different. The pace of life is so different. And I um there's definitely a difference in how you know they like their spray tans here versus Hawaii, which is much more chill. But I'm literally minutes from the Pentagon. So I have so many government contractors and people who work. Uh, really, really um, secretive jobs as well. So it, it is definitely a difference in clientele, but I always tell people and I would always tell spouses this as well. You know, when I was working on the military base, you know, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the first lady or if you work at McDonald's, I'm going to give you the same great tan that I'm going to give so the next person that comes in, I'm going to give you the same great experience and I'm going to make you feel like a million bucks when you leave yeah. here, you know? So I think that's super important just being consistent and, you know, cause I get a lot of really high end clientele here that I mm-hmm. may have not had in Hawaii. And so, yeah, I always tell them, I'm going to give you the same great tan, whether you work for the president or whether you work down the street for, you know, so it doesn't yeah. matter. You're going to feel great.
1: Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. I think that's uh, another overlooked thing that people think about. Maybe that everybody doesn't get the same level of service. Like, imagine that every client that comes to you is some famous person, and treat everybody that way. I'm ass- I'm assuming people would take it up a notch, um, you know. But you have to treat people that way, and they say like, "There's kind of a rough saying that's like, you know." Uh, work for the, work for what you want, work for the job you want or whatever the career you want or salary you want, not the one you have. Right. So you have to go beyond what you actually want in order to get it, go, go beyond for everybody. Right. And then eventually whatever you want is going to come to you. So that's an important thing to do and treat people like that. Like you really care about them and be genuine about it. And that, that goes a long way for sure. People can see through that or see, see that. Yeah.
0: And, you know, maybe someone who is super important, you know, people like go above and beyond. I, I just like, you know, I'm going to go above and beyond for every single person because I have, there's such a variety of clientele here mm-hmm. that I think that's super important.
1: Yeah. And everybody's at the end of the day, everybody that comes to you is spending their hard-earned money right. on something and giving it to you, right? Trading it for a service that they should get the best service possible.
0: The, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So once you got there, Like other than changing your the website got updated, Google gets updated, Yelp gets updated, Instagram, all that. What what else did you do to help um, reaching out? Obviously, you said to the local beauty beauty people there, but what else did you do to help boost the the business?
0: Yeah, I definitely got a major website upgrade thanks to Happy Tans. You know, I should have mentioned that as my number one thing I did. Oh, so wow. I, I, completely re- I completely rebranded over COVID. I needed a whole new look. My old logo was terrible. It was time to update it. And I got an awesome new website thanks to someone named Grant. <laughs> I think you've heard of him before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of Yeah, I'll look him up. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, who's that? <laughs> um, and that and uh, another thing that has really, really helped me is just getting solid reviews from my clients because um, a lot of them tell me when they Google You know, spray tan near me. I'm the first one that pops up, so that makes me happy, and that's due to the reviews and me engaging with people on Google and you know keeping my Google page updated is really important.
1: Yeah, people overlook that if you don't have a Google business page, it's free. Google.com forward slash business, or just no, not being funny, but Google, Google my business and go to it, set it up, get it. You have to get the postcard in the mail probably 99 of the time. You have to update that thing at least once a week, put a new picture up, post up, offer, whatever it is, get reviews and respond to every review, negative or positive. Google wants to see the interaction. They read that stuff every day. So it's going through the, you know, their algorithms. So little yeah. piece of advice, side note there for you. That's helpful. So that's good to, to know you're coming up in that quick. I mean, Google picks that up immediately and you know, you're, you're kind of like the, the authority that your profile has carries over from Hawaii to, to DC. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Did you, uh, I mean, I don't know what you want to talk about. Um, the client list you got all that, whatever you want to share about that stuff. We'd love. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. I,
0: um, I did reach out to a, um, uh, local business that closed down here and I did pick up a lot of their clients, but I actually opened a location right down the street from where that business um, closed, and there's nobody that opened an airbrush business in that whole town wow. um, s- since that business closed, and they closed right before COVID. And so, right whenever everything reopened, um, I opened a location out there, and it has been amazing. I wish I could have done it sooner. Obviously, coronavirus, you know prevented that but that's been amazing just picking up clients all in that town because that's that's where um, I mentioned before it's minutes from the Pentagon. so that's been amazing and mm-hmm. that's helped a ton and I wanted to open a location there but I just had to take the plunge and so sure. finally I just did it and it's been amazing and I actually feel like I'm outgrowing that location already sometimes <laughs> crazy. right now
1: Good for you. I mean, you do amazing work, so it makes sense. So, so, how does that work? You literally get a list of names and people. Do you email yeah. them? What did you do?
0: Yeah, I sent out an email, and I actually really should email email more. Um, but I sent out an email, and um, maybe uh, every couple of weeks or so, just with specials. I don't run specials, you know, regularly. Like a lot yeah. of people will ask about packages. Like, oh, do you offer packages? Um, I don't do that. I do have an unlimited membership that a lot of people here uh, were very (laughs) interested in. So that worked out really well. And yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's great. I I was... I think we we talked about sending out the text or email, right? Didn't we talk about that before you? Yes, did it? we yeah, did. Yeah. We okay. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's like you want to introduce yourself, and almost you almost need like a sequence of like one, two, three, four. Like, what are you going to say? Hey, here's who I am. I'll email you back in five days about X, Y, Z, right? And then send them again, and then you have to keep in touch with them.
0: Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah.
1: Well, that's cool. It sounds like it worked out for you, for them, for everybody. That's that's definitely a good uh, situation to be in, and it's helped you. Um, to grow. So, are you still working alone, or you have em- employees?
0: I should have employees. <laughs> I'm actually gonna have employees very soon. Um, within the next week or two. I should have one. I'm just uh, getting the final step, final steps for that. Um, I, I really just honestly work myself to the ground. So, I basically do the work that three people would do. I just <laughs> really, really am so passionate about doing it correctly and being consistent but i actually am bringing someone on and and i kind of was holding out too to see how coronavirus would pan out because i i if if coronavirus wasn't a thing i would have had someone months ago i just didn't want to bring someone on and then let them go because we had to shut down again so that's kind of waiting, waiting it out that way too
1: yeah, it's a, it's a unique situation uh, for sure. It's uh I think, you know, I think a lot of people hire too late rather than too early, but it's a super challenging thing when you're it's a such a personal business, right? How do you replicate Stephanie? You can't. I mean, there's no way to. What what can you do, right? You have to look for the right personality and somebody it sounds like you may have found that uh which is great and can have somebody come in there and and, and be as close to what you have as possible. Um, which is if you look at any of these great businesses that are large scale, like a Chick-fil-A, right? Everywhere you go, the people are amazing. They say, my pleasure. They're super nice. They go above and beyond. And it's like, how do you replicate that at this scale? Totally. Uh, it's it's an amazing system. But even, even at a smaller scale still, nevertheless, it's hard to find people that will have that. Nobody's going to have the same passion as you, right? It might be a little bit less, might be a little different, but it's not going to be the same. So I think it's hard. What, what, how did you go about that? I mean, did you look for... What did you look for, I guess? I mean, that'd be the question.
0: Yeah, I actually, um, um, to me, personality is the most important. And so I had a girl take my training, um, actually an online course over COVID, and she lives pretty close by, and uh, we just really hit it off. And she has very similar personality to me, and and I, I think personality is so important versus them knowing the craft because as long as they can learn it, mm-hmm. and as long as they're teachable, and I guess me being a teacher kind of comes back to that. As long as you <laughs> can teach them, you can't teach them personality, but you can no. teach them the skill. So, um, I have a girl that will be starting soon, and that she's she's very similar to me. And you know, you are working with people in their most vulnerable state possible, mm-hmm. and they're completely nude in front of you. So that's really important to. It was really important to me to have someone that had similar mindset, a similar personality, and a mm-hmm. similar vibe that I did.
1: Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. I always say the same thing, hire on personality, teach on skill. I didn't come exactly. up with that. Obviously, that's that's something that's out there. It's kind of a, a given that, that people say you can't teach that. And I've been in a situation where I had to hire and fire people before and it's hard to find the people that, that you need. You're like, Oh man, you have this. Why can't you just have this? And I just can't make them have that. So um, right. that's, it's a challenge mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about your training. What, what, what all do you have to offer there? I mean, for those that don't know, uh, I know that you've been doing it for a while, but what, what do you offer? What do you specialize in? If anything, yeah. tell us a little bit about it.
0: Yeah. My trainings have grown so much in the past probably two years now. I can't even believe it, but I (laughs) offer basic training, but I would say by far, my contour training is so, so highly requested. And that's because I have a background. My, my college degree is in sports exercise science. So I actually break down my contour trainings into anatomy learning the anatomy where, you know, the male anatomy versus female anatomy, how the, you know, basically how the muscles fall on a male versus female. And I break that down for people so they can understand, you know, cause not everyone has the same muscle definition. Mm-hmm. Everyone has, everyone's contour is a little different. So I think because of my background in teaching and sports exercise, I, my trainings grew, At the rapid because so many people would say, wow, I just learned so much from you in the first hour of your class that I learned in six (laughs) hours of this class. And I think that has to do with I was a teacher for eight years, so I can teach something. To where people can learn it a little more efficiently than maybe someone who doesn't have teaching experience. Maybe yeah. not always the case, but I, I think it definitely helps.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it does. I mean, if you look at any, anybody that is a great teacher, they can take a very, very complex subject and make it simple to understand. If you can't make it simple to understand, it's really your. You probably don't understand it enough. I'm not saying that you're not smarter. You don't. You can't teach it. But the best teachers can really take like rocket science and make it like so a kindergartner can understand it, right? right. You know, and yeah. it's so true. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't know that was your background. That's really cool. But yeah. That definitely helps mm-hmm. when you consider contouring. It's all about understanding the muscles and the way the body is and all that. So that that makes complete sense. Really, really cool. If if anybody has questions about your training, uh, we'll just bring this up before we ask all the other stuff. What what's the best yeah. way to be in touch with you?
0: Um, Instagram, I think for me is the best. And okay. if anyone is listening to this and they've reached out to me, they've probably received a voice message for me. I love to voice message people <laughs> on there. It is my thing. I so love it. <laughs> and yeah, and so Instagram is the best. Um, but yeah, definitely my contour trainings have been huge. I I host about two travel trainings a year in the DFW area. And um last the last one I did right before COVID sold out in about two, I think less than two days. And wow. I got a lot of feedback from that one from girls who had taken trainings. I mean, a lot of other trainings. And they said, this was the most organized training I've ever been to. And <laughs> I think, and I always am looking for room room for improvement, you know, And mm-hmm. to me, I was like, that's amazing. And then it makes me wonder what are other people doing at their training? So, right. you know. But I just, I think the teaching thing comes back to that. And, and a lot of people say they really do learn a lot because I have the background in the anatomy. So I can teach you about the various muscle groups, how they, how they move with the body. And that makes a huge difference in the contour technique, because mm-hmm. it's really obvious when you see work, other people's work and they don't understand how the anatomy Yeah falls underneath the skin so this is yeah a it,
1: it, yeah it goes beyond just the fake looking six-pack abs right people can do that that <laughs> doesn't look natural oh so. and I see
0: it all the time uh, yeah. and I'm like they didn't take a class for right
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's there funny I
0: actually have a little I have little anatomy you know like the little figures you, you yeah. probably remember from school and I have little yeah. ab wow. drawings I have so many different visuals and so people can practice and then we obviously tan models but people say you just broke it down so well i'm like yeah i think just being a teacher honestly you know i i I give a lot of credit to that and just being able to teach different learning styles, because not everyone learns the same, you know, yeah. when you come to your class. So
1: absolutely, absolutely. Well, I know you have to run soon because of my uh, recording snafu. <laughs> yeah. there. I, I really appreciate it. I think we covered everything we really wanted to. I mean, we, you know, if anything, we'll just have to bring you back for a third episode, which
0: Hey, I'm before. down. Yeah. We yeah. Do win.
1: Okay. Um, we might would you, We'll make it just a monthly thing right now. I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, sign me up.
1: <laughs> you don't have time. Come on. You're too busy. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's been great to catch up. I mean, the transition from what well, I have to look up the date. I'm assuming it was about two years ago when we recorded originally, maybe three, but it's, it's a, a, been great to see the change. You're one of the most authentic and genuine and most caring people in the industry, it goes without saying, you don't, you know, you don't have to say that people say it for you. So that's, that speaks a lot about what you're doing for the industry. So thanks for, for doing that for everything. And um, if anybody has questions, you said Instagram's the best place uh, spray tans by Stephanie S T E F A N I -I, (laughs) dot com. Um, They can check that out and, and go see it there. Uh, Any other parting pieces of advice or wisdom you have?
0: I, Oh, man, that's such a, that's the hardest question you've asked me. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. I, <laughs> but, but, you go ahead, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Be yourself. Like in, you know, a lot of people always ask me, how did you get started? And honestly, people come to you for you. So just be yourself and people will love the experience. They'll come to you for, tan, you know, you're going to give a great tan, but I'm yeah. always, I always just say, be yourself because people come to you for you and for they want to see you and and I think that's so important, but I'm so grateful that you asked me to come on a second time. I hope I could give some advice, especially with the, um, you know, the photography and Instagram yeah, and all that. And if, yeah. And if anyone's interested in a training, they can reach out to me. Um, I'm actually booked for the rest of 2020 for wow. all training. So I'm booking for 2021. That's I know awesome. I can't, I can't believe it. And so, yeah, if anyone's interested, they can definitely reach out to me and I think that's it.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much. It was, it was great to have you on for sure. Uh, check out Spray Tens by Stephanie. You can find out anything you want on the website, on your IG, like you said, best place to, to reach out to you. The, the advice was great. I think everybody can learn something from that. The moving advice obviously is, is great too. People need to, people who are relocating are obviously worried about doing that. So thanks so much, Stephanie, for coming on. It was a pleasure as always. And we look forward to continue and watch your, follow you and watch you uh, grow your business and, and everything else.
0: Thanks so much, Grant.
1: You're welcome. Take care.
0: Thanks. You too.
1: Bye-bye.